Hey, here we are again. It's Tony and Mike's newest adventure, and it certainly is a pleasure to be back here. It's been a great, great, great success, and we're having a great time with it. Absolutely. A lot of things have happened this week, a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to get to. Yeah, and uh, first and foremost, we want to thank everybody who watches it. It's being released live 9 o'clock Thursday nights on Doing It Local uh, Facebook page. And Tony, you stayed up last week and commented as the show was premiering. Now, what people need to realize is, yes, of course, we'd love for you to go at nine o'clock and listen to the and watch the show and comment as it's going. But if you watch it at any time, say the next morning, say three days after that or whatever, comment along as the show's going because it builds the comments. After the first showing, I think I saw something like 35, 40 comments now there's about 200, but they come up as you're watching the show, as people are uh, uh, commenting. So please do, no matter what time, uh, we'll share it, of course, on our Facebook page, wherever you watch it, comment it, uh, on it as it's playing. Uh, we'd love to see what people are saying, and uh, we try to stay up and watch it along with you and comment as much as we can also. So thank you to everybody for watching. The word last week was mozzarella. A lot of people said mozzarella such as beverly charlie trisha allison shannon lisa lisa it's not the same one i'm not doing bueller but it's two lisas vin carol david richard and peggy nancy john wheeler ida paula vicky annette mary uh patricia celeste julie linda lynn just a few of the names of the people who said mozzarella last week all right. All right. Thank you so very, very much. And that also means they're watching it right to the end because we don't give the word until the very end. So that's Do you cool. know the word yet or do you just come up with it when I ask you at the end? We'll come up with something. Don't worry about a thing. Don't worry about it. We'll come All up. Right. All right. Also, I did want to get the word out that eventually within the next uh, couple of weeks, you were the one that kind of set this up. Uh, News 12 wants to do a little story on our reunion. Yes. So I'm looking forward to that. I mean, that's supposed to come in the next uh, week, week or two. Frank Reckia from uh, News 12, he's supposed to put something together. And uh, uh, we'll be doing that very soon as well, as soon as they're able to uh, get all the, the uh, uh, everything together. Yeah, all those, you know, Tony, what's amazing is there's a buzz about it. But th this is what sort of brought us together. This is what brought us to even try and do this, is that everybody just kept commenting about, trying to get us back together. And, and once we both were no longer involved in radio, uh, we had an opportunity to do it. We did it once. Mm -hmm. People liked it. We did it again. And now here we are in episode five. So big thanks to all the people who've reached out to us and thanked us for putting this together. Uh, Steve has said he's received uh, feedback from people thanking him for hosting uh, the, the, the program. So, you know, we'll keep doing this as far, as, long, as high as we can count, I guess we'll keep doing this. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. A lot of things to get to. Uh, this just happened uh, recently. I, I know we were talking about this this morning when you called a uh, longtime uh, broadcaster for the Cincinnati Reds oh. suspended Wednesday after using an anti-gay slur on a hot mic during a game against the Kansas City Royals. Tom Brenneman, uh, a broadcaster and play-by-play -play announcer for Fox Sports Ohio, used the slur while preparing to introduce the team's pregame. How does this happen? How does this happen? I mean, it, it, you're surrounded by microphones. Uh, this is your job. This is, 
something that you're aware of at all times. You know you're on the air. You know anything could happen. You know whether it's you or a producer or, or anybody uh, could easily leave a microphone off or on at any time. How does this happen? Brenneman is a huge name, too, in broadcasting. His, his father, Marty Brenneman, is a longtime broadcaster. Tom Brenneman has been, he's the voice of, you know, football on, on Fox as well. He does so many NFL games. I, I watched the clip. Um, you know, we're not going to play uh, what he said, uh, but it is a derogatory term uh, towards homosexuals. And he's saying that as they're coming back from break. Now, this was a doubleheader. The team was playing a doubleheader against the Kansas City Royals. And this happened, I believe, at the beginning of the first game. And then in the fifth inning of the second game. So remember, they only play seven innings now for doubleheaders. So they went through that entire first game. Fifth inning of the second game, Tom Brenneman comes on the air. He's still doing the game and issues an apology. And pretty much says, this is probably going to be the last time I put this headset on. And he apologized to people at Fox. He apologized to anybody he offended. And then they removed him from the broadcast there in the fifth inning and replaced him. And right now he's suspended uh, pending, you know, more investigation into what, what's taking place. Here's my, here's my question to you. Now he's, he's suspended. We don't know what his fate is. I, if I was a betting man, I would say he's going to lose his job. Is does the punishment fit the crime? Uh, should he be fired, or should this be something that uh, he's fired and then uh, maybe in a year or two he bounces back someplace else, or should he be banned for life? I mean, that's that's up to. It's all about money, and Fox will probably want to distance itself from him at least now, and maybe after a year or two, people will decide that. All is forgiven and they'll bring them back. I don't know. You know, this is, a, this is a tough thing. You and I were in a in a live radio environment and we've had instances where our microphone was on and we were still talking and we didn't know that. Remember when we were broadcasting remotely or I was in Pennsylvania and you were in Connecticut, it was all on you, Tony, to make sure that my button was turned off. And folks, if you're relying on Tony for anything, it doesn't happen. So there were times where my microphone was on the air and I'm talking, thinking that I'm not on the air. Now, luckily, I didn't say anything of the magnitude of what Tom Brenneman said during his broadcast, but things can happen. We've seen it with Connie Chung. We've seen it with other individuals where they thought their microphone was off and it, it was unfortunately on. But the, I think in the thing is, in, in your case, yeah, the microphone was left, uh, left up a couple of times. But you don't talk like that. You don't act like that. Uh, um, is this what Tom Brenneman is in real life? Uh, you know, if he's going to make a comment like he did coming back from a break, that's Tom Brenneman. I, I don't think that he says that the first time ever after being on, on broadcasting for 25, 30 years, however many years he's been broadcasting. I, I think it, it, it reveals probably who you are a little bit more when you don't think people are listening and when you don't think people are watching. I remember a pastor at church and he called it the stub your, th you stub your toe theory. 
that while you're sitting in church, you act all Christian and everything is great. But then if you're on the beach with nobody around you and you stub, you stub your toe, what words are you using to describe the incident of what you're talking about? That's your true self. That's your true self. So when he thought his microphone was off, in my instance, that revealed who really Tom Brenneman is. In my opinion, I, I could be wrong. I don't know the man. I, he, I, I've never met him. Uh, but it just, I, he apologized. I think he realized his career was certainly going to be hitting a stop sign here and need to, needed to sort of regroup. But in today's, you know, highly sensitivity and everybody's so sensitive about everything, I, I don't see him getting back on the air for a long time. All right. Could be wrong. Bad. He's a good broadcaster. He's a, he's he's a, a great he's a, broadcaster. Yeah. And that's, that's, you and I talked about this on the radio all the time where people separate the talent from the person, you know, we see it in sports all the time where uh, there were bad guys that were great ball players. Ty Cobb, you know, I mean, here's a guy that was one of the best baseball players ever, but I don't think anybody can say anything positive about him as a human being at all. And there's a lot of, you know, uh, more modern athletes where a lot of people are like, Ty Cobb, what the heck's, who the heck's that? Well, um, there's, a, there's a lot of scrutiny now, Mike, you know, you, you go back to you go back to even the 60s, um, you, uh, Mickey Mantle going out every night, getting drunk, playing hungover, uh, coming into the ballpark, throwing up in the dugout, but yet being able to get out there and smack a home run in the ninth inning. But the media, the newspaper guys, they would never put that in the papers. They would they would never, ever expose Mickey Mantle for what he really was. Now we're all kind of like vultures. We want to jump on top of all of that. We love to tear people down and, and then, you know, maybe build them up again. We love to do that. Well, and there was a recent documentary on the Chicago Bulls run in the nineties and it was called the last dance. I don't know mm -hmm. if you had a chance to see I this. Saw some of it. Um, it's on Netflix. Now, if people want to watch it, didn't see it on ESPN. You know, I grew up, that was the time I grew up and the place that I grew up in Chicago. So I was very interested in it. And you talk about Michael Jordan as an athlete versus say LeBron James as an athlete today, Michael Jordan had the media wrapped around his finger. Mm -hmm. And that was in a day and age where an athlete could have the media tied around their finger. That doesn't happen anymore. No. The, the media isn't necessarily who's going after you. It's just some random dude with a cell phone that's videoing something, and then that goes out. So they, you might have good relationship with the media, and newspapers and stuff might turn their head, but you can't fight the random guy in the club with the camera filming you doing something. That's just not something you can argue away, and you never saw that stuff in the past. So athletes today, people in public eye today, they have to live a squeaky clean life, not only in front of the camera, but at home, uh, especially if their image is kid-friendly and family-friendly, for sure. Not easy to do. Not easy. No, to no, it isn't. You know, it's it's um, it's back to school time, Tony. This is the time where I know that the the tax-free week is going on, and I know a lot of people are anticipating one of the weirdest times in recent history of back to school. This is just very strange because every school is deciding how they want school to look with this pandemic that's going on. I know here in, in Pennsylvania, I, I talked about this last week, McKenna's school is starting virtually. She starts next week. They sent out the schedule. 
So she'll be eight until two fifteen with a structured day. And there's like a brain break period where you and I spend most of our time during the day in a brain break. They get like a half hour where they get a brain break or whatever, but there's math science. They even have physical education where they, they do exercises via zoom and whatnot, but there's a school district here in the area that had made the announcement that they were going to be in person and then decided just two days ago that they're now going to go virtual. Picture yourself as a parent planning. A lot of these parents have now gone back to work because the assumption was the kids were going to school. They can now go back into the office. They've set up the arrangements and the school comes out and says, well, you know, teachers are not comfortable with this. We can't get enough teachers aides to come in. We can't do this and the other thing. So school starts next week, but it's going to be virtual as opposed to in person. Um, I think that's horrible. I, 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 I think that the way that this is being handled by some schools is just ridiculous. I think they act like the pandemic just started and that they didn't have the whole spring to prepare for this, where we're at. Bridgeport, they're, they're, they're going to be charging to school there. Um, I see here they voted six to three to keep their plan in place of having K through eight willing students go into the classroom and then high school will kind of do a mixture of remote learning and in-class learning. But I don't know how you feel, Tony. I know you're, you're in, a, in a good position because your children are no longer in school, so you don't have to really worry about this. But you know, as a parent, especially working parents, what do you do? What do you do? The thing about it is, and you correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like the rules are changing every other day. You know what I mean? It's, it seems that uh, they're saying one day we're going to do virtual. The next day, well, we'll go in and we'll do it live. Uh, no, we'll do half and half, some virtual, some uh, going into the classroom. It changes every single day. And I don't blame them. I don't blame them because this is all new territory. We don't, we don't know what to do. We really don't know what to do with all of this. And, you know, I'm sorry, just because they're saying, schools are going to be open or just because they're saying, well, restaurants now, uh, 25 people can go into a restaurant and eat at a table. It, it doesn't mean that you're not going to get sick. It doesn't mean that it's, that it's over. It, it doesn't mean that. And I said this last week, all of these school districts, I don't care if it's, you know, Pennsylvania. I don't care if it's Detroit. I don't care where you are. One child comes down with the coronavirus. They're going to pull the plug again. I think anyway, I don't, I don't think they'd have a choice. I mean, right now, I, I don't know. How, how do you feel about your children going back? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm nervous about it. Sure. It's, you know, my, my, my boys are in preschool and right now they're still scheduled to go back on September 14th. Now their classes aren't nearly as big as McKenna's school is at this point, but it's, it's nerve wracking. McKenna's in softball right now. And I just went to her practice on Tuesday. Tony, I, I saw nothing reflecting that there's a pandemic happening in the world. Mm -hmm. We spend time talking about professional level, college level, high school level, but these small little individual outfits that, that have these softball and baseball and other sports, there was no hand sanitizer in the dugout. At the end of practice, they all put their hands in and said, go Hurricanes. They weren't wearing masks. 
there was no six feet of separation other than the pitcher from the batter type of stuff. But it's 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 nerve wracking uh, to to watch this because you know the 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 feeling is is that well you know this doesn't really affect children. Children are fine. Now there are instances of of children getting sick and dying, and at least at that point didn't have any underlying medical conditions. And let's face it, Tony, how many children know of any underlying health conditions that they have? They, they don't know it. Usually you don't find that stuff out until you get to be about our age and you go to the doctor and they say, hey, did you know you have a heart murmur? Oh, I, I didn't know that, you know, all those types of things. But it's, it's, it's nerve wracking. And, and I feel for the parents who are having to juggle work and school. And I see these talks at the federal level about stimulus packages. And I know that a lot of people get upset that they think that they're bailing out people who, you know, probably should be working in another profession now or doing something or whatever. But I really do think that there needs to be something available for parents to take care of them during this. Because to work from home is great if an employer allows that. But if you have to take time off because you have to be home with your children and you're, say, an hourly employee, I mean, that's that's a very unfortunate thing. And I don't think we should we should be in that position where a single mom or a single dad has to choose between working. I mean, I'm not running for office. That quote sounded like I was running for office. But what I'm saying is, is that it just seems like, especially when schools sort of change their decision last minute, there should be something available for parents uh, to lean on because that's very difficult. Very difficult. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it is. It's very, very difficult. And, uh, you know, that's one thing that I'm thankful for. You know, the, the kids are out of school. Uh, uh, that's it. They're working or, you know, they're, they're doing what they're supposed to do. You don't have to worry about that end of it. Anyway, the other, the other side of it is too, you know, it, it's very, is it easy? I don't know now. Is it easy for a child to come back with COVID-19, come home with COVID-19 and say, pass it along to their 65-year-old grandfather or grandmother, you, you, you know? Well, and, that's the thing. And especially for nobody, a lot of times people are walking around with COVID and they don't even know it. Right. I mean, you hear about the fever and the, the whole laundry list of symptoms that people have, but then there's the other type where people are walking around, they don't even know that they have it. And that's what makes it dangerous. Netflix has this special on the coronavirus where it sort of talks about where it came from and what it is and all these types of things. And they sort of rank these viruses based on how they affect people. And they say that the coronavirus is one of the more dangerous ones because it doesn't just kill you when it gets inside of you. That's not an effective virus because you're not spreading it to people. An effective virus is one that can sort of sit inside you. You don't know it. And you're unknowingly passing it along to dozens of people. And that's what it's doing in some people. I see a lot of people are donating blood these days because they're doing the COVID antibody tests. So you can be tested to see if you have antibodies. You've had the coronavirus. Your body is fighting it off. And now you have antibodies to it. But, um, you know, when we were talking about the school stuff, the other thing I'm really worried about more than anything, is that my daughter's in third grade, my boys are in preschool. Uh, I, I, I have nightmares thinking about how this is going to stunt their education moving forward. 
because there is something to be said about being inside a school around children your own age, being taught by somebody who's not your parent and learning. And, you know, children who are in high school, I think for the most part can accommodate to this. I really do. I think they can learn to prioritize and study and stuff. But when you have kindergartners and first graders and second graders who are walking into schools for the first time, that's something that, you know, you and I in our 40s and 50s, we can't even put a price on that, what that did shaping us to, to be students. So I, I, I feel horrible for those, those young children who I, I just hope they're not 12, 13, really struggling because they just never could really get started in school because of this whole coronavirus. All right. And, and, you know, I'm sorry, the virtual learning, it's just not the same as being in the classroom. It's, no, it's just not, not the same. Teachers would be the first ones to tell yeah. you that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And speaking of coronavirus and us being uh, put into situations where we're close to each other, uh, some movie theaters are starting to reopen uh, this weekend. What is it? AMC theaters. They're, they're offering 15 cent movies as they reopen uh, this weekend. What do you think? Good idea? Bad idea? I think it's a terrible idea. <laughs> well, I, I think it's a horrible idea because the movies that are there. Um, there's really nothing that's coming out now. Now the movies, the, the, the Hollywood needs to like, oh, wait, wait, what? Now we need to start releasing movies again. We've got Mulan that now is just going to Disney plus, uh, Top Gun is sitting out there ready to come out all these other movies. Well, apparently the, starting August 20th, AMC in Plainville and Danbury are going to be open for a one-day price of 15 cents plus tax. This is the 100th anniversary of AMC. So that's what the ticket prices were back in 1920. Uh, But um, let's see, around the country, after August 20th, they're going to bring back titles such as Inception's 10th anniversary, uh, as well as Black Panther, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, Grease, and Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. Okay, I, I I just watched all of those this past weekend. On, on HBO. They all played this past weekend. So I'm, I'm saving the 15 cents. I'm saving. No, this is at five. These are at five dollars. So oh, you really? Five. Okay, then I'm saving the five dollars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that was one of those things where people are wondering, are we going to get back to the uh, back to the theaters? But apparently uh, the new mutants, Disney, that's going to be coming out on August 28th. That'll be at theaters. And uh, Tenet will be on September 3rd will be coming out so the big one this weekend uh russell crowe he's in a movie called unhinged okay i, I don't know we, we'll see that's the that's the big one so uh so that's going to be in movie theaters that's going to be in movie theaters according wow, to what it, i have here in front of me so it's been a while since we've even said that yeah yeah you know yeah i mean it, it's just, I, you know I, I i've said this before i've been saying it for years these days i wait for it to come to uh, HBO or I wait for it. I'll pay for it at the house. And, you know, we'll see the last movie you saw in the theater. The last movie I saw in the theater. Oh, uh, I don't know. Was that, uh, you went quite a, quite often for a while there. We used to go a couple of times a month. I, yeah. We haven't done, I think the last one we saw, unless my memory is failing me and that's, that happens all the time. I, I think it was, uh, I think it was Lincoln with Daniel Day Lewis. And that's a good uh, eight years ago. Really? Oh, I wow. think so. I think so. I can't remember the last time. Um, 
I think I, I made my wife go to uh, the Ronnie Howard uh, documentary on the Beatles. He on did the Beatles, Beatles uh, U.S. tour or something. That was, I think I forced her to go to that. Okay. Uh, but, uh, I, I, I haven't been to a movie in I can't remember when. So I, I, Mine would have to be a Disney movie. I don't, I don't remember which one was the last one I went to, but it, it, would, it would have to have been that. Have you seen the Facebook picture of the, the Beatles crossing Abbey Road and John Lennon is turned around and is heading back and they're like, where are you going, John? He's like, I forgot my mask. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Facebook pictures, Tony Reno sends me a Facebook picture on Facebook, duh, obviously, of a child who has completely blown out, okay? We, we've, I think any parent of a child in a diaper has been there. The baby is blown out of the diaper. But this is this is a this is almost as if the, the boy was in a in a dryer when this happened, because it's not only up his back, but it's all on top of his head. It happens. As well, it happens. Yeah, it does happen. Now, yeah. why don't you tell the story of the first time you held my daughter, McKenna? Well, see, Mike, Mike comes up to the uh, to the studio. Oh, my daughter's coming up. And first time. I think it was the first time I ever saw her. First time I, you met her. Yeah. I says, oh, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I got my yellow or my uh, orange sh shirt on, you know, that I'm wearing. And right away, Mike goes, here, come on, hold her. I hadn't held a baby in years. No, 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 Mike. That's Come on, come on, hold her. Hold. I says, okay. So now I'm, I'm holding her and, and she's very sweet and she's very kind and she's all, you know, goo goo dad, dad and all that. And I'm like, Oh, this is very, very cute. And then all of a sudden uh, McKenna's diaper explodes and it exploded all over my orange shirt. Okay. And Mike, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Nah, nah, that's all right. Don't, don't worry about it. But the funny thing was I took the shirt, I put it in a plastic bag and I washed it. So I come back to work, uh, you know, about a week later, two weeks later, and I'm wearing the shirt. Mike, isn't that the shirt that my daughter pooped on? I says, uh, yeah, it's all, it's all set. Don't worry. We, we, we wash it. Oh, man, oh, throw it out. And then Tony's like, you see these pants? <laughs> Same thing happened to him last week. I'm still wearing them this week. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I mean, as a parent, we've all been there. The, the best is when it's at home and you can handle it at home. You can just hose the kid off. But when you're in a public place and you've packed one less diaper than you think you need, you're out of wipes, or this happens in a public place, you, you think you're the only parent in the world that's ever mm -hmm. experienced that. But we all have in some case or whatever. I, I, it's a very funny picture. You can go to our Facebook page and oh, see that's it. That's right. It's still there. That's right. It's that's disgusting right. Um, <laughs> with a capital D. Uh, but uh, but there you go. Okay, so one of my favorite movies, and you always make fun of me because I'm a big fan of John Hughes. Um, and John Hughes has some classic movies, and one of his one of my favorite movies of all time is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles with Steve Martin and John Candy. You've seen the movie, right? Sure, many uh, years ago, but I've seen it. Yeah, it's it's a classic. Well, apparently, they're going to be rebooting this or remaking. And you said this last time, are there any new ideas? No, there aren't any new ideas. They're just rebooting the old ones. Can you, can you guess who they're casting? Oh, wow. I, uh, I, I would have, I wouldn't even know where to begin. I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not even sure who's out there 
anymore. I mean, um, yeah, without like Chris Farley, who could have done the John Candy, uh, he was always kind of like the up and coming John Candy, and then he he died too quickly. Well, this is apparently um, uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, starring Will Smith and Kevin Hart. Okay, that's not, it's it, that should be very funny. Those yeah, two guys are, those two guys crack me up once in a while. Will Kevin Smith Hart. would have to be the straight man. Uh, I, I guess so. Kevin, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. See, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's just a movie. I don't think you need to remake. I, I just just let it sit on its own, and I don't think you need to remake it. But Kevin Hart and Will Smith and playing. Kevin Hart was, I love Kevin Hart. His last couple of movies that have come out have been tremendous. I think anyway. Yeah. No, I I think he's very funny. I just don't know if that two, the duo is can mix well uh, for planes, trains, and automobiles, but I could be wrong. I don't know, but I thought the original was, mm-hmm. was certainly good enough. Sometimes it's best to leave some things alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know we, we wouldn't have Tony and Mike's new adventure. I know if somebody did that. <laughs> somebody said that. Yeah. No, we wouldn't have it. If somebody did just leave. Oh, things that's alone. True. That's true. Um, have you ever seen the movie uh, cloudy with a side of meatballs? No. It's a cartoon about a young scientist who apparently creates a machine that will make it rain whatever food he wants it to. So cheeseburgers, meatballs, all these types of things. In fact, Tony, the movie was so popular, they made a second one. And the only reason I know this is because my daughter at one point in her life had to watch this over and over again. But could you imagine living in Olten, Switzerland? They had a malfunction of its ventilation system on Tuesday and shot a bunch of cocoa powder into the sky and it rained cocoa in the city. Oh, oh, where was I? Are you kidding me? (laughs) I would just sit out there with milk. Yeah. Like a glass of milk and just have it fall right in there. And a spoon. Uh, And it's high quality Swiss chocolate also. All right. Yeah. Uh, The chocolate company did offer to pay to clean it up that's very nice of <laughs> but could you imagine just you know catching snowflakes catching cocoa it's awesome 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 where were we <laughs> that is great are we getting ready for girl scout cookies is, is this the time of year when they when they do that it, it, or is it coming? usually like in february is okay. that usually okay all right. Uh, oh, okay. They, they don't go on sale until early next year, but they just announced a new flavor is coming. Oh, uh, it's called Toastiers, and they look and taste like miniature pieces of French toast dipped in icing. I'm there. No problem. I am there. That sounds really, really good. Now, I know you're a little picky. Uh, how does that sound to you? I, I, I'll try anything once. Okay, I'll try it once, uh, most certainly. I, I, I'm a thin mint guy. Uh, that's my favorite. Uh, do you remember when we used to have the Girl Scouts in at the radio station? Sure. And you know they would bring cookies to us. Uh, one of the best parts of being in radio is people would bring their wares, I guess, so to speak, before we would talk about it on the air. We'd have the folks from the Strawberry Festival they brought strawberry shortcake for us to eat. So we bring the farmers, they bring whatever they're picking at that particular time. It was well, even, even McDonald's a couple of times they brought up 
uh, right. fries and, and uh, quarter pounders and everything like that. That was right up our alley as well. Yes. The problem with a talk show is that we're stuck talking and all the vultures, a.k.a. salespeople or those who work in FM that can play music all the time. Right. They sit and eat the food while you and I have to talk about, you know, politics or whatever the story of the day was. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Girl Scouts were one of our favorites because they would come in and they would bring all of the flavors. And wasn't it one year that we hoarded all of it? Like we stuffed it in the freezer? Actually, if well, we might have done that, but I remember one time you had already moved and you were doing the show remotely from Pennsylvania. We had the Girl Scout, the Girl Scouts on. They brought uh, an incredible amount of Girl Scout cookies to the studio, and there was just boxes and boxes and boxes. And I got everything and I stuffed them in my bag. I just kept stuffing them in my bag, you know. And guys, you have to do this fast because as soon as people know they're here, they they start coming into the studio to look for the cookies. That's that's right. So I'm I'm shoving them in there and trying to shove the cookies in my mouth, doing doing whatever I can to get them all out of there. And I did. I got them all out of there. And people were like, "Well, where are the cookies?" I don't know. They only brought a couple a couple of samples. Gotta go, guys. Gotta go. Gotta go. I got in my car. I got out of there very fast. So there you go. We learned quickly. Yeah, because oh yeah, because I came back for an event and they were there was one sitting in the freezer that had my name on it. The oh right, okay. They put my name. Yeah, see, I the, saved the, one. the jam lady from the strawberry festival. She yeah. always left me something that had my name on That's it. That's right. I remember that. No, I remember that. No, yeah, Girl Scout cookies. They're they're the best. And now you now girls are selling them online, so they don't even have to. You know, they're not going to have to go door to door selling cookies anymore. They just yeah, do it which online. Is sad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you can't say no to the Girl Scouts. No. You no, you really can't. Nope. No. 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 Offer a good There's call. two of them, then there's three of them, and then the parent is there. Like, <laughs> are we going to buy something here? You know, next time. Uh, well, we, we talked can... about the pandemic and how it affects us, things that we've been able to do and things we haven't been able to do. Mm-hmm. What do you think of my haircut? Oh, I like it. You got a I little did it myself. Little widow's peak going on there. You did that? I did this. No kidding. And, and this is where we're at. The, the, the hair salons are open, okay? And I have an app for it. It's one of the national chains. I have an app for it. So I can check in. And I got so frustrated at the check-in process because I have to agree to wear a mask. I have to agree. I, all these buttons I have to push instead of just saying checked in. And then it told me my wait was 102 minutes. Was 102 minutes to get a haircut. Now, when this whole pandemic started and they had shut down all the, the hair salons, you know my hair, it gets out of control. I mean, yes. it gets really out of control. So I decided to buy a pair of hair trimmers and I cut my hair. And I, the first time was kind of a, a butcher job, but um, after that, I've been able to do it. So now I, I'm cutting my own hair. I mean, I will go eventually to get my hair cut professionally again but i mean i think it looks all right i mean i'm gosh it's bad no it looks fine you look good what, are you kidding me i appreciate it looks, that. it looks beautiful see my wife does mine my wife get we got the clip the uh you know the sheer whatever you call it yeah, and yeah. She'll, she'll do it okay right down to the skin but the only thing is she refuses to cut the hair in my ears my nose and she won't do my eyebrows well that's an extra three hours for her 
I mean, she wants to get in and out 10 minutes. That's it. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, she won't, uh, you know, but she's like, I'm not touching your nose. I'm not touching your ears, you know, so. They sell devices for all those, all those places yeah. to clean the hair. I think I have one for each of those. The nose ones are the worst. Yeah. They don't work. Maybe next time I see you, you could do it for me. You just wait and pull them out. Well, that's true. My <laughs> She says, I, my wife says, you just wait and pull them out. Yeah, those are painful, though. I, I cry when I pull my nose hairs out. It, it, it's like connected right to the tear duct. It's like, uh, uh, I mean, it's just, it's right there. I cry every time I pull out a nose hair. Yeah. And with this mask system now, it's like, yeah, I grow the beard. I don't know why I do, because it always gets irritated by the by the mask. But right. Well, the uh, my son, who's a cop in Norwalk, they made them shave down their beards because of the mask. Well, they're Yankees. Yeah. The New York Yankees. So, but I like, Are we ready? I like the Yankees mask with the NY. So. Yeah. No, I mean, they're, well, that's a whole nother marketing angle now. You know, it was jerseys, hats, now masks, they say, for back-to-school shopping, which, as I said, you know, this is kind of like the time where everybody's doing their back-to-school shopping. Um, that's one of the top things that people are buying now i mean it used to be pens pencils paper but now they say masks and hand sanitizer 70 percent say their back to school shopping will include some sort of ppe okay. which is what they what they call which is way sure. up from last year sure sure uh, they said one in five parents do their shopping earlier this year because they probably because when this pandemic started you couldn't buy any toilet paper in some places you still can't so they're anticipating that you know, you're not going to be able to get a protractor in October, Tony. You got to get the protractor now for all our math nerds. Uh, fewer parents are taking their kids shopping with them. This has always been like a rite of passage. It's unfortunate. A lot of uh, it's being done online. A lot of the big stores know, like they, you select your grade and then they'll put all of the stuff that goes for that grade into a bag and you just buy the bag. Really? They're trying to make it as easy as possible for a lot yeah. of people. Wow. Okay. They say three in 10 teachers. This is where a lot of teachers are. We saw this in radio several years ago when computerized automation systems started coming into radio. A lot of the older broadcasters were sort of getting phased out because they weren't familiar with the new technology that was going up. No. Well, kidding. this might be happening with teach. What? Yeah, no kidding. They're phasing out the old broadcasters. No kidding. Okay. Well, even the young ones too, Tony. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but three in ten teachers say they've had to update their technology because of all this. You know, buy new phones, buy new laptops because of Zoom calls and all these types of things. I mean, imagine some of these teachers who have been around for several years now having to teach virtually. I mean, they have to learn all this stuff too. It's not easy. Certainly not easy. No, not at all. It's not. It's not. All right. All right. What's next? Uh, okay. So the, the democratic national convention, we don't really like to get into politics. We never really did like it when we had to talk about it on the radio, Tony and I both despise everybody, everybody, everybody thought I was, this was the funniest part about doing WICC. Okay. No matter what I said, Tony can get away with it because Tony was kind of like the, the host of the show, and he could kind of spin and go around and, you know, we, 
I was the news guy. So whenever I said anything, it always had an angle to people. And I always felt that I was doing my job well because one day I would get yelled at for being too left-wing or democratic. And then the next day I'd get yelled at for being too right-wing, which is conservative Republican, okay? And believe me, the only wing that Mike cared about was the chicken wing. Yes, in honey barbecue sauce. That was the only thing that I cared about. That I, I just, it just didn't, it never got to me like that. I never was really big into politics. I never had an agenda. We I know never a cared. lot of what we never cared. We never, we never cared. I mean, oh, I, th- there were certain topics that were just funny to us. There were certain things that we were told we had to talk about because they were important. Um, but I promise you, I, I never had an agenda in the years of doing the news. Um, there were a lot of times where news took over the day, but there was a lot of times where Tony and I, there wasn't anything going on. So Tony and I had to make stuff up and have fun with it and have a, have a good time in the morning, but we never had an agenda, but they say that Donald Trump is the first celebrity president. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think we can all agree on that, that he was the first celebrity president. Who would be the next YouGov polled more than 2,500 people and asked which stars they'd like to see in the White House. All right. The highest vote getter, vote, vote getter among Republicans was Morgan Freeman. Really? Really? Okay. Yeah. The highest vote getter among Democrats was Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, well, he'd kick ass. I think so. I think that scene in Pulp Fiction should be yeah. his inauguration speech. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and most independents vote for Denzel Washington. So three black men. That's the top. That's the that's it. Uh, the runner up for Republicans. Judge Judy. She's another one that'll kick your ass. So, I, I, yeah. All right. I, I, she's the most honest. Uh, let's see. Democrats. Tom Hanks was the runner up. Too nice of a guy. Uh, for independence, it was The Rock. The Rock would win. Well, I mean, it's become a popularity contest. Um, so Morgan Freeman, Denzel Washington, Tom Hanks, The Rocks, Bruce Willis, Harrison yeah. Ford, Matt Damon, yeah. uh, Judge Judy, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Really? Kurt Russell, <laughs> Dolly Parton, uh, okay, Betty White. These are just people you like. Peyton Manning, Sly Stallone, Ben Affleck. Really? Really? What about uh, Oprah Winfrey? She's not on the list. Not on not on this list. Uh, Robert De Niro. Okay. Will Smith, Robert Redford, George Clooney. Um, of the 256 celebrities included in the study, Caitlyn Jenner would receive the fewest votes for any president. Okay. Okay. Kim Kardashian was second to last, followed by Old Town Road rapper Lil Lil Nas. Is that his name? Lil Nas? I have no idea. You know. Come on. What is his name? I, I don't know. Who is he? Lil Nas. It's Lil Nas. <laughs> Tony, look at you. You got Lil Nas. Uh, let's see here. Um, Kanye West, Amarosa. When was this taken? Dennis Rodman, Meek Mill. Who's Meek who, who Mill? Who are these people? Who was Meek Mill? Chris Jenner and Chance the Rapper. Okay. How come uh, Michael Douglas isn't on here? I thought he was a great president in the movie American President. Uh, he had me sold. I would have voted for him. 
I, I, I love that movie. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. Sure. He could be president. As long as it was scripted, this whole this whole presidency was scripted. I think it'd be absolutely. Great. All right, you ready for bad decisions? Let's do it. What's that line? Because I always forget it. Friend of you and me. Okay, ready? Here we go. Come on. Bad decisions, bad decisions. Mike Bell and me, a friend of you and me. All right. Now, bumper stickers don't always predict the future. Like that person with coexist and ended up flipping you off in the road. Like, obviously, that doesn't necessarily make sense. On Saturday, police in England got a report of an SUV stopped at the side of the road. So they went to check it out. It turned out the driver, uh, driver's front left wheel had somehow fallen off. Have you ever been in a car where the, the a wheel has fallen off the car? No, no okay. not, not fallen off. But he just kept driving. Okay. Because he was drunk. When they breathalyzed him, he was twice the legal limit. But the best part was that his Range Rover had a bumper sticker on the back that said, I'm not drunk, just avoiding potholes. <laughs> they found his wheel about a half mile back of the road. It's not clear why it fell off or if a pothole really had anything to do with it. But driving on three wheels caused enough damage that his SUV was totaled. He's now facing drunk driving charges. What a moron. What a fool. <laughs> I mean, why, why do you get a bumper sticker like that? I mean, you have Probably to be an experienced drunk driver to have a to have a bumper yeah. sticker like. Or he was drunk at the time when he bought it. Could be. Could be. So where do they sell bumper stickers? Can you get those anywhere anymore? I I don't know. I um I I don't allow b- bumper stickers on my car. We don't do that. It devalues it like the missing hubcap. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which my my hubcap is cracked. Uh, I so it's not off. So I'm not as bad as you. But mine's cracked. It almost looks like the wheels cracked. They all fell off. All four of them. They all fell off the car. So now you're driving a car without hubcaps? No hubcaps. No hubcaps. In fact, what what I did was I it was early, early in the morning, like two o'clock in the morning. I was driving up Newfield Avenue and I hit a pothole. Okay. But I kept on going. I got to work and I noticed I lost my hubcap and it clicked. I says, Oh, I must have lost it when I hit that pothole. So on my way home, I stopped just before the pothole and I kind of looked around and I found it. I says, okay. So I threw it in the car, went, went home. A couple of days later, I had to go get uh, the oil change or something. And I asked the guy, I says, could you pop this back on for me? I lost it, but I found it. He says, this isn't your hubcap. I said, what? He says, it's not your hubcap. It's for a smaller car. What makes you think this was your hubcap? I says, I don't know. I says, I, it was, I lost it with the pothole and I, I just, no, this isn't, so I threw it away. But could you imagine some dumb Some idiot. other poor bastard who lost their hubcap <laughs> and it was probably back there trying to look for it. Probably. I remember at Wal- they used to sell hubcaps at Walmart. I don't know if they still do anymore. I think but they I, do. I think they I do. Was, I was high on Vicodin mm-hmm. after getting my wisdom teeth pulled. And I was at Walmart and picked out hubcaps. And then when I came off the Vicodin, I don't know why I got these hubcaps. They liked, in the light, were like different colors. <laughs> It's like, don't ever pick out hubcaps on Vicodin, folks. So That's not necessarily the best idea. You were on a trip. You, it was like Lucy in the Sky with diamonds. You were on a trip. Yeah, and I went to go buy hubcaps. I mean, what kind of life am I leading that 
I'm high as a kite, but I'm I'm buying hubcaps for crying out loud. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So what's the word this week? Last week it was mozzarella. What was it before that? Bumblebee? Mm-hmm. I think we've had um what what have we had? What are the uh what was the, it for Smarties? Smarties. Mm-hmm. What? The Smarties was was one, uh, and then before that it was a, a Tootsie candy. Roll. What was it? Tootsie Roll. Tootsie Roll. Okay. I, I'm gonna go with Cocoa Puffs today. All right. I, I have a feeling that we've just made a complete day of food for you. Is this, this is <laughs> do you know that cinnamon toast crunch is gonna be a seasoning, I guess? Is it They're really make a seasoning out of cinnamon toast crunch? Nice, nice, nice. I love cinnamon toast. I can't eat it anymore, but I love cinnamon toast. That was one of the reasons why I'm under a doctor's care today, is because I ate too much cinnamon toast crunch. Is cinnamon bad for you? I thought cinnamon I don't mean, cinnamon. I mean it's all the sugar. It's the butter it's- and the bread and <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, you add all that stuff in, and that's what happens. That's, that's what happens. <laughs> all right, so the word of the week is Cocoa Puffs. Yes. Okay, all right, that's fine. Right. I can go with it. I was more of a Cocoa Pebbles kid myself growing up, okay. but uh, we can go with Cocoa Puffs. Right. Those fine. are making a comeback, Cocoa Pebbles. Are they really? Oh, yeah, they're making a comeback because the Flintstones are now on MeTV. So oh. there's, there's commercials for Cocoa Pebbles. All right. Yeah. All right. Good. Cocoa Pebbles, one of my favorites. All right. Well, this is great. As we said, uh, we appreciate everybody who watches this every week. Uh, as soon as we see that number hit zero, when it comes to the amount of people who watched it, then then we'll stop. But then we stop. That's yeah, it. then that's it. Uh, but uh, even during a power outage, we had thousands of people who were watching us. So I, I think we're it's safe to say we're going to keep doing this for a while. So once again, thank you to Steve at Doing a Local for all of his support and help. All right, Steve. Uh, in uh, putting this on, we certainly appreciate that. Uh, it will premiere, uh, or it has premiered, but you can watch it anytime. Share it on your Facebook page, please. Uh, share it to all of your friends. Share it to them. Tell them to share it. We want to see this thing grow uh, as big as possible. So, uh, right. big thank you. All right, and uh, and Frank Recchia, come on, let's do the interview for News Twelve. Come on, let's get on it, Frank. Okay, let's get on it. All right, <laughs> all right sounds good. Bye, Tom. Hey, that's a show. <laughs>